And that's uh, Tony Braxton saying he wasn't man enough for me. And uh, this goes to you, sister, as well. Uh, who knows, you know, you know for sure he's a broken man. And you don't help him to heal. Um, you okay being Mrs. So-and-so? You okay um, just coming into his space and, and help, you know, uh, this vicious cycle, enable this uh, vicious cycle, uh, which has to stop at some point uh, because we have so many uh, women and men who are impacted um, by the decisions we make as fathers, as men. This is our relationship desk where we talk about, um, you know, anything relationship. And today we're looking at a father-daughter-son relationship. Uh, when he leaves as your father, what scars does he leave? And, and those scars, what does it take um, to, to undo uh, the unjust things or emotional um, scars that you left with? And joining me in studio... Where do I even begin uh, in trying to just uh, package? I'm told with this book, I, I, I really, I promise you, I'm going to read it and I'll give you the feedback. I'm yes. glad that you are a life coach as well, that when I get uh, messy, uh, you will help me out <laughs> out of my misery. Um, she authored a uh, father-daughter relationship. Uh, it, it's called Unfathered. What led to the title? Dr. Disa um, Hashana is my guest. Um, thank you, as Chriselda, for welcoming me to your show, and good afternoon to the listeners of SAFM. Um, see, the word unfathered, or the book cover as you see it, it's really uh, um, depicting a relationship with my father which is complex, mm -hmm. it's there, but it's not there. Mm -hmm. And what you see on the cover is a depiction of a wound. Yeah. Um, this wound, this black wound that you can either, I mean, sew it up to close it, or it, mm -hmm. it can untangle to open it. So it's, 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 it's a story of healing, uh, but at the crux of whether you have it or you don't have that yeah. relationship. As I mentioned earlier that, yeah, I, I did meet my father, mm. and he was in my life from the age of 12, but we've had this up-and-down relationship. And often people just don't realize, especially the fathers, don't realize that that scar that was left um, at, at five years old, uh, someone has to pay attention that it's there. Mm -hmm. Someone has to help you through the journey um, in cleaning the wound. Mm. Uh, whether you're going to use money or words to just wish it away, it never goes away. It impacts us um, in, in different ways. So what led you to getting to a place where you think, you know, I, I've learned from my experiences, I've learned from this journey. Let me pen it down so that someone receives healing from this. Actually, um the book itself is a letter, so it's written to my father as a letter, and um, in that in that letter, I am essentially relating my life to him in mm. his absence. Mm. Mm. What mm. was it like to be that girl, and all the emotional experiences that I went through, and essentially, I'm telling him my life. Yeah. Um, and what led to me penning it down. Um, just under two years ago, um, it's because uh, we had an on and off relationship. Again, she, mm. he, I said something to him, and he pretty much Shit. he just he no he just went silent on me, mm. and I dreamt about him early last year, two mm. consecutive nights. So essentially, it's the dreams about him that 
said to me, hang on, um, obviously there's something under unsaid, unsaid. And when I started writing it, really, it was really just express an expression of my pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, with that, with time, came healing. And mm-hmm. this thing shaped into a book. I didn't intend for it to be a book. It was just me expressing my emotional pain and my experiences mm. that came with him not having been there when I grew up. For, for people who are ignorant um, to, and I'm using ignorance because uh, some individuals would believe that you make a decision whether you're a woman who decides I'm going to deprive my child of access to um, the father or you're a man who just chooses to walk away. You just refuse to be man enough to look after your child. What are some of the unintended consequences of these decisions? To this child? Yeah. Well, I mean, for for me, the, the, the unintended consequences are really some, you know, some serious emotional scars. Mm. Um, you have a lot of people struggling with um, rejection issues. Because number one, you're saying <laughs> to that child when you're not there that they're not they're worthy. Not good, yeah. They're not good enough. They're not good enough. And that's what it they're feels like. They're not lovable. Yep, and you walk through life believing, of course, I mean, if you're going to, uh, if one of your parents make you feel that way, I mean, you question your your very existence. That's it. So even before you move on to other relationships, you've already been rejected fundamentally by the person who made who made you. Um, so you have people struggling with rejection issues because of these wounds that they are carrying. You have girls, mm. insecurity. I mean, insecurity mm. is one of those. You are clingy. You are just controlling. You are in relationships now, how it manifests. Insecurity, how it manifests in mm. your romantic relationships because you are constantly looking for your father exactly. in this man that you are dating. Abandonment as well. I mean, we do feel abandoned. Like mm. you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are fearful, fear of, you know, um, so there are a lot of emotional <coughs> emotional um, baggage that then arise yeah. from this. And the problem is that a lot of people are not even aware that they have these issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, people say, oh, no, I don't need him. You know, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't need him. No, no, my father, no, 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 it's, it's okay. But then they don't realize that by having not dealt with that wound by having just put a plaster on it and not allowing it to heal mm. they actually have just you know um, placed a plaster, placed on, a plaster a on it wound. and that wound manifests the pain uh-huh. manifests in life in so many different ways someone doesn't understand why they are forever messed up or why they are so they're angry or so they controlling yeah. the Constantly on your partner's phone wanting to know exactly. where are you with who because already you're fearing being rejected. Fearing once rejected, again. feeling insecure. Yeah. Um, yeah, feeling all those things. But, um, I mean, help me understand. And I'm hoping that, you know, as a father, you're listening to this conversation. Don't, don't shift the blame, um, to, but women do that too. Right now, we're having a conversation about you who left when you should have stayed for your children and, and for your partner. Be it you're still together. Once you decide to have an unprotected intercourse, that leads to having a child. And when you have a child, you have a responsibility towards them. I mean, you get to a place where you say, I was, I considered myself a bastard. Take me through, that's deep. (laughs) That is like, 
you are at a place and, and one, one thing that I appreciate uh, from your honesty is that when you name it what it is, that you are able to then uh, find the right healing. Yes, but for as go. long as the spade is a digging tool, you're not naming it what it should be named. Yes. Um, when, I, when I talk about being a bastard, it's, it's really based on the circumstances in which I was born, mm. where, you know, um, yeah, if you, if you look at uh, the context uh, where, you know, your mother and your father's family, there are issues there, you just, mm. you, you become this unwanted child who just, just doesn't belong anywhere. And, and How does that feel like? <laughs> it's horrible. I can imagine. It's horrible. Um, because, yeah. You know, I'm asking these questions, um, Dr. Tisa, because someone is listening and thinking uh, they are okay with their child not even relating to them as ma as dad. Worse when it's a dad. You are okay with your children re- regarding you as an uncle, mm-hmm. regarding you as just someone who's not biological. Uh, but if we don't own the space, and do we then relate to the responsibility that comes with the title? Mm, I don't know. I think people should own up to the space so that then they can actually, you know, man up. And and, and, and what about these aunties who are constantly in part of this journey? And, and they will enable an environment where this man becomes a serial father, and mm. not taking ownership to any of his children. I think women should actually encourage these men. Um, um, women are in, in, you know, they in a position of power to actually encourage these men to man up and look after their children. I have great respect for women who do that, who realize that their their husbands or their partners um, had have children outside, and that they need to man up because then they are creating this problem of uh, fatherlessness and the children who are walking around with emotional scars. Yes. How did you get to a place where, uh, I mean, as you unpack this onion, obviously it leads to tears. Yes. Uh, where you, what sort of work did you have to do uh, as, as you were connecting to this journey and knowing um, some of the consequences that may come with having penned a, a story of a family. Yes. Because it's not just about you. And I know uh, having authored a, 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 a story that is hurtful to some of my family members, yes. there'll be those conversations yes. where you'll have this one who says, but did you really have to? Yes. And I tell you, it's a care no wounds. One of my uncles uh, described the period, uh, the period that I was writing the book. It took me two weeks to actually draft the whole book. Um, he said, "No, I you looked, were ready. I'm I sure looked, it took a lot of years, but you were yes. ready." I had a story. I told a story in two weeks. He says, in that in that two weeks, he could tell that I was going through something. I probably, oh. I, I, I looked like. Something was happening, and I think it was as I was unraveling the story of my life, as I was telling it. the experiences. Um, yes, and all those different experiences, but it's therapeutic at the same time. I mean, essentially for me, um, I look at people who read this book now, and I can't relate. Because mm. I've moved on, I have dealt with a big chunk of the, mm. those emotions through writing it. It's out there. Uh, it's, it's, it's no longer holding me back. But when it, comes to the, when it comes to the issue of family, and of course, as you can imagine, it has yeah. caused tension um, mm. it, between me and my parents. Um, we are working on that. Uh, uh, but, you know, someone has to tell it. That's it. Someone has to tell it. And this is honest. how we help <laughs> 
families here yes. when we speak truth to yes. our circumstances, our situations. Yes. And we invite you to just give us a call right now. Uh, yes. Let's have a conversation. Share your story and perhaps you have uh, questions, comments uh, for my guests in studio, Dr. Disa uh, Mohashana, who's a, co- a life coach and author and advisor. One to three PM weekdays. Priscilla on SAFM. Call Priscilla now. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. All right, uh, let's also um, encourage you to just uh, send us voice notes on 0614-104-107 as uh, the number to dial. And we also encourage you to just send us an SMS charged at 150 uh, to 40938. And you can also join us on social media platforms. We are both on Twitter and Facebook as SAFM Radio at SAFM Radio. And you can hashtag at SAFM Lifetime Live. And we're having this conversation. My guest in studio, you know, I, I look at uh, how the book is described, and I, I'm sure that for decades to come, um, you would come across a, a person who says, "I'm reading this book. I'm breaking into pieces." Mm-hmm. You have already uh, begun your your healing journey, so it will be unrelatable. And, and I mean, every review um, I read about this book, everyone says, I'm, I'm, I don't know where I'll find strength to continue with this. I am broken. Mm. So once you did your two weeks and you, like, foot stop, this is where I end. What sort of work did you need to do um, to begin? Because actual healing starts there. So my healing started, uh, um, I've always been very pro dealing with my own uh, emotional issues. So I've mm. taken myself to psychologists, yeah, I've been yeah. through therapy, I've been through more therapy. Mm. So um, I've been through life coaching, uh, which also helped a great deal. Uh, so the book actually came as a different kind of emotional release. Mm. Uh, it was a step over and above what I've already done. It evoked different emotions because in this case, then I was telling it as a story. I was evoking uh, emotions and, 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 and issues that actually I've never really dealt with in therapy. Mm. Uh, so I, I find that it empowered me to do it that way because I feel that I took ownership of my own healing. Mm. And I, yeah, so um, I haven't really needed to do more work at this stage except that you become more aware when you do when some of those emotions are triggered here and there. Yeah, yeah. And and how has this um, helped uh, create a better environment for you in relationships? Um, because earlier on, I mean, you and I were having an offline chat, and uh, also you mentioned that you become insecure. You become this girl who's just constantly looking for this father figure, and yes. that the relationship in your view, in your eyes, become distorted. Yes, um, I know a lot of people who've who've had um, a lot of women who've had a lot of issues in their relationship as a result of this. I've been fortunate enough not to have. I think, as I, as I said, through my own journey, through my own therapy issues, I've had to deal with a lot of those emotions. But already. you know what's important in what you're saying? You went. For therapy. Yeah, I did. Because there are people who believe, ah, when I talk to so-and-so, I'll be fine. That's no. why people qualify as specialists in helping 
the, the emotional self because yes. it doesn't help itself when it doesn't know what to do. Yes, but I think it's because people are not aware of how deep these issues are. Um, it's only when, for example, somebody is troubled, absolutely troubled, that they say they need help, you know. But actually say, people are troubled. People are suppress these emotions. Yeah. People repress these emotions. People have avoid these emotions because they are painful. Mm-hmm. So you have to be at a space in your life where you're like, you know what, I need to sort myself out. I'm the sort myself out type of girl. So I've been blessed enough that I'm married to somebody who came from a stable family. And as a result, he's been uh, very understanding. I've been married for 12 years now. Mm-hmm. Very understanding. And, and uh, well, he does, he's not a daily figure, but, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, at least he's, 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 he's stable. Yeah, and yeah. that has provided me um, uh, also the space to, to do more healing yes. for myself. And Still on, on well. reflecting on self, one of the unintended consequences that um, you know fathers and mothers are not aware of, but we're focusing specifically on fathers this time around. When your dad has never told you "I love you," how much do you struggle in receiving love? Yeah. Because it's, an, it's an unfamiliar test <laughs> that I'm sure your husband had to work so hard. Um, to say this, this is what I mean when I say I love you. The poor man, my husband, he's had to do so much work, Shem. Um, <clears throat> starting with uh, telling me, making me believe that I'm beautiful. Uh, it took many, like many when, years. When he says I'm beautiful, what do you want? Yeah, what do you want? Or like uh, it goes through, it like it goes past you. And when, if he ever mentioned anything negative, that will that stick. Is, yeah, that you stick. That's what happens when you grow up not being encouraged or not being affirmed by yeah. a father. You, you you don't see yourself as good enough. And as you say, correctly say, the minute somebody says something nice, it's like, so what do you want? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, because it's always about uh, you've had to overdo uh, to earn your keep. Yes. Because, uh, I mean, there's no such thing as free lunch for children who struggle with not connecting because they were never appreciated. Yes. But children. now for me, actually, my I think my biggest outlet or my biggest way of receiving uh, love in this case or being accepted or finding accepted has really been about through uh, pursuing academics yeah so going all the way to getting an overachiever an overachiever yeah a perfectionist overachiever yeah Yeah. that's that's me do a first degree no do the second degree uh, do a phd and then because you're constantly wanting acceptance and you um, you know that you know maybe you felt you're not beautiful but you know you're Mm -hmm. intelligent that counts for something yeah yeah. So yeah. let me let me do that. Yeah. So I'm no I'm grateful that I did the PhD but I do recognize the what import, it was for. What it was for, yeah. you know, and subconsciously. Yes, yes. And I'm glad you mentioned that because for some people it could be addiction. Yes. To a substance of sort, you end up, um, you know, being addicted to a whole lot of uh, things. Trying and and it's not only about addicted to things that you can smoke and sniff. You also get addicted to sex. Yes, addicted I've, I've to bad behavior, bad emotional uh, decisions. Addicted to um, being a, a very toxic human being. Yes, because you are avoiding dealing with the wound. Mm. Or maybe you are not even aware that the wound is there, but it's there and it's yeah. not going anywhere until you address it. 
We do realize that this is a very deep conversation and uh, requires for one to just look in the mirror and uh, connect to your pain, your story, your journey. Do share with us. Uh, we take your calls on 0891-104-207 and also welcome those WhatsApp voice messages and SMSs at 40938, charged at 150. Here's news headlines with Utile Sako. Fun and positive conversations. Call Criselda now. 0891-104-207. WhatsApp voice notes. 0614-104-107. I get it that uh, this is a very deep conversation that uh, makes you just sit back and think, like uh, uh, this Twitter handle says, uh, healing hurting women. Um, I, I think it's Ondiswa Ngosi saying listening. This is deep. <laughs> and I have uh, Chabang on Facebook also saying this is talking to me um, because I have two daughters. I don't even know, um, you know, what the information that's helping them uh, grow up is um, because I'm not uh, connected to the people around my children. That's, mm. that's concerning. That's that's a very painful situ- um, situation for the father as well, but we don't know the circumstances, Tabang's circumstances mm. in this case. But it can be quite painful when you are a father and you do not have, potentially you don't have the access to your children and you wonder what they go through and what they think of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it helps when you hear from them what they think of you. So where do we find the book? Um, so you can find the book online at uh, www.mytsi.co.za, M-Y-T-S-I.co.za. You can find it on Amazon, the e-book, um, and um, you can find it at Zara in Midrand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where else? It also adds. Um, it also helps to add your boot, by the way, from one author <laughs> yes, to yes, another. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> it's in my on my it's in my boot. Too. It's always there. And, and on um, social media, where do we follow um, you? Uh, at Unfathered. There's a Facebook page specifically for this. It's Unfathered on Facebook and on Twitter as well. Although the Twitter one is not as active as the Facebook one. Yeah, yeah. Unfathered page, so you can. Check Look, I know that it, it takes um, so much strength um, to just put together information that uh, reflects on hateful things that happened in your life. And, and thank you. Thank you for this piece of work. Uh, you have no idea how many families. Uh, and, and we encourage you as a family to just read it and have conversations, especially when you are affected um, by being unfathered. Uh, as as parents yourselves, it will just yes. uh, take you a long way. Thank you, thank you very much for joining us. Um, thank you. There's a special song for you <laughs> and uh, to all those who are feeling unfathered. Here we go. May you have a healing relationship with, with your, your father. father. Here's Luther, dance with my father. Yeah. 